Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning from New York City. Hey! Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And yes, the biggest story in sports right now, Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't said anything publicly. And yet, it's it's what what everybody says that he's texting them. Right. Brett Favre and others saying they're texting with him and getting information, and all indications are zero interest, zero, none, not going to happen returning to Green Bay. And Adam Schefter uh, just uh, reported this earlier this morning that the Packers have now begun to explore quarterbacks they can add to their roster for upcoming OTAs and training camp. That's according to sources. The inquiries could be up. Uh, part of just because Jordan Love is the only other quarterback on the roster aside of course from Aaron Rodgers but also related to the uncertainty facing the franchise where the future in Green Bay is and of course that is the beautiful mystery that's a little odd what's odd because they would only have one quarterback currently on the roster wouldn't you always have three anyway? yeah, that's what I said yeah. you would always have three or four going yeah. into OTAs going into training camp but for them to have one I was like that's so they're probably weird. gonna need to get two of them now Absolutely. Just for at least for OTA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think Two that more. They, I would think that they would have somebody already on their practice squad or mm-hmm. something like that, but you know, maybe they operate with their roster a little bit different. Can you imagine being Jordan Love right now? <laughs> I said that the other we day. We haven't talked about this at all. You're Jordan Love, you're like, what the hell Guys, am I'm I right about here. to walk right, into? Right. No, like no, I know <laughs> I know I got drafted, I was happy to be here, learn from Aaron Rodgers, but damn. But it's also hearing like people thinking like oh, the Packers are in big trouble if Jordan Love is the quarterback and he's just like guys I'm right here I can hear this like you I can see, hear like, you say that I suck am I that bad baptized by and, fire and and you're saying Keyshawn yeah yeah he might be that bad like is that the issue I mean he might turn out to be good I just know people that were there with them in training camp wasn't thrilled Can I tell you this is why I feel you like know? it's working against him though because. I feel like how you become good is it's rare that you have quarterbacks who are rookies that live up to that expectation, right? Right away. Like, all right, Joe Burrow was living up to the expectation. Fine, I hear that. But Joe Burrow didn't have that kind of pressure on him that is about to be on Jordan Love considering the way this whole Aaron Rodgers thing went down. And if Aaron Rodgers does leave and go somewhere else and starts to explode, I don't care what anybody says. We are, we're always revisionists. We'll go back like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, there'll be pressure on GM, but that's automatically going well, to come it, on the shoulders of Jordan Love. It's The pressure's not going to be on Jordan Love. The pressure's going to be on the coaching staff to get Jordan Love ready. That's they've fine. Got, that's on Jordan got Love, got too, they've though. They've got to coach him up. They, you can't expect for a guy in Jordan Love's situation, based on who he is at the quarterback spot, to come in and hit on all cylinders. That's exactly not, my point, though, It's Keith. not fair. It's about the coaches getting him ready and establishing him within their system and how they want to run it. Because clearly he's not going to be able to do the same things Aaron Rodgers has developed over the last 17 years. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. So if I'm Jordan Love, I'm not even thinking like that. I'm just trying to do what I need to do to get ready. So when I take the field, I'm doing the best I can. That's that's fine. That's fine if you're thinking that way. But it almost feels like you're losing before you even get a chance to start. Because of what you have to go against. It's not the same easiness that other quarterbacks will have if you're coming to a losing franchise. You're coming to a franchise that's been to the NFC championship game yeah. multiple times. Like coming off two incredible oh, seasons it, by Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Twenty six and six, over four thousand yards passing in four of the last five years. Yeah, it's it's hard to certainly replace that. Eight at eight say ESPN, eight at eight seven two nine three seven seven six is the number. We'll get back to some calls here. Also want to let you know in a few minutes 
We're going to talk about what happened at the Garden last night in New York between the Capitals and the Rangers in a fight night at the Garden. Don LaGreca uh, will be joining us in a few minutes on, on that. We also got to get back on something that Ryan Clark mentioned about this whole thing because, you know, like, and interesting, James Harden forced his way out of Houston. Houston's now the worst team in the NBA. So mm-hmm. when, you, when a star leaves somewhere in that type of scenario and the franchise at first doesn't want to do it, then, then begrudgingly does it, it usually lays waste to the franchise. And that's what Packers, that's what the Packers kind of are facing right now by losing someone of that caliber. Let's go to Jason in Ohio. Jason. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm a huge, huge fan. I make uh, Keyshawn. We met in L.A. in uh, 2014. Actually, at the airport, we were on the same plane. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan. But I want to say this, man. Okay, so we we saw this happen. Uh, Brett Favre, you know, was traded. Aaron Rodgers sat behind him. And a few seasons later, he won the Super Bowl. Jordan Love, he guess he was just drafted last year. However, you I can't even imagine him not learning anything from Aaron Rodgers from, you know, sitting uh, a full season uh, behind Aaron Rodgers. And, again, there, it's, uh, or the organization it's the organization against one man. You know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't, you know, tried to restructure his contract. You know, so, yeah, it may be a possibility that he may be gone before, you know, day one, the, the start of the season. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, it's it's the organization against one man. Um, you know, I don't know how many of his teammates that he's spoken to, you know, regarding this situation. I know he was uh, pretty peed off when they got rid of Jake Kumaro, you know, even though he hasn't really, Jake hasn't really played that many games, but yeah. Aaron was a huge fan, you know, of him. So, you know, what's, I don't, I don't know. You know, Jordan Love could, you know, he may not be ready right now, but who's to say that he may, you know, we could. One day. Uh, one day they are you betting money day. on Jordan Love being ready, yeah, they, Jason? They would one know, day. Jason. Would you bet money on Jordan Love being not. the quarterback? Okay, yeah. there you go. See, the, the, easy answer is, the easy answer is this. If they knew, Aaron Rodgers would have been traded. Bye. Like, they'd have a deal probably already in place, and June well, 1st, he'd be gone. Well, it, that, and that speaks to – the Brett Favre. See, when Brett Favre left Green Bay, Brett Favre was still good. He was still yeah, good. It's just that every year but it was, saw, I might retire, no, no, I might no, not but that's retire. Not it. It got, you got they, worn out. They saw that Aaron Rodgers was good. Yeah. So they said, cool, you can go. Joe Montana was still good. Mm. But they saw Steve, Steve Young, Young yep. and they like, mm-hmm. yeah, Joe, you probably got a good year. We want to start – this process right now right and that's what happens and Jordan Love may turn out to be pretty damn good Aaron Rodgers talent is different though it's just different it's just different <laughs> the flick of the wrist the ability to escape the pocket yeah throw the football that's what makes him good I don't know that Jordan Love can do those things and that's the big difference you know he can't do those things. I, he can't. I don't, I don't know There's that, n- though. No one on earth like, can do those things. We don't know that. Hey, you're talking about a guy three years ago that threw 4,000-plus yards, and who was he throwing it to? Mm. 
And that's the that's who the was key. he throwing Much it like to? Alan said, though, if they knew he can do that, Aaron Rodgers would already he, be gone. He'd already be gone because they wouldn't want to put up with it, and they figure we've got somebody that can do what you can do, and we'll still win. Problem is, is like I said, history shows that a lot of times when these situations happen, and the player does get traded, that superstar player, your franchise then goes through some pain, uh, t- uh, some yes, pain, it right, Evan? That's coming, and that absolutely is coming. I mean, the Jets are still looking for a wide receiver, Keyshawn. Jeez, hey, man, I'm just saying. Let's take uh, Ron in North Carolina. Ron. Hey, good morning. Good What's morning. Up, Ron? So, I am a passive-aggressive Packer fan. They've turned me into a passive-aggressive Packer fan. <laughs> it is an organizational problem. Gutekunst wanted to make a statement last year and drafted a quarterback like Ted Thompson. It was an ego-driven decision. If you would have picked three players on the defensive side of the ball, maybe we would have fared better by stopping the run last year and the year before. I think um, Ryan Clark's take on Aaron Rodgers is absolutely correct. And I am mad. I'm a mad Packer fan, and I love the Packers. I grew up there. I'm 57 years old, and I think the the talent of Aaron Rodgers over the past seven, eight, ten years has been wasted. Wasted talent. I mean, they did get to an NFC Championship game. They were basically one play away, I think, from winning that game, and it didn't happen. Some decisions that were made as well, but you know, there's more to this story, of course. There's more to the conversation, more to your calls as well. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 that we will get to, including something that Ryan Clark did say about this situation that I, I kind of disagree with. Uh, but there's more to talk about on this and more to get to, including what happened on the ice last night at Madison Square Garden that needs to be discussed. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive. Doing it to do it? Yeah. I don't know how you swing at people when you hit them in the helmet. The best part is, as we're watching this on ESPN News, they're showing the replays of last night. Keyshawn and Jay Will are both just watching it going. <laughs> the, re- the reactions of both of you are fantastic. Oh. And let's bring in Don LaGreco. You heard his voice there on the call. He's also on the Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. In New York, and Donnie, um, the, the, the funny, Key and Jay are both like looking at me like they just fight to fight. Like, what was the reasoning it's behind violence? <laughs> That's what hockey. You know, you but fight but to Don, fight. Don, explain that. Just this. This is the this is the hockey mentality. However, it didn't have to happen like this last no. night. I mean, listen, I, I could write a book trying to explain it, and but it makes perfect sense. See, I heard Key say violence, right? But that's the contained, organized violence that stops the game from getting too out of hand. And what happened with Wilson on Monday, when he jumps Bushnevich, when he drags Panarin down by his hair, 
that punk thug mentality exists in Wilson because the NHL's getting away from fighting. Mm-hmm. And that allows that behavior because there's no accountability. See, there's violence in football. There's a lot of rough play in basketball. But there's no out of bounds in hockey. There's a wall. All right? There's, in football, okay, you, can, you can run out of bounds for safety. You don't have that in hockey. Plus, you're carrying a stick, and you're on blades, and you're on ice. And so that contained nonstop physicality can lead to chippiness and high sticks and and all the things that can get you in a lot of trouble. And then the, the fighting allows that accountability. The line brawl that you saw last night are, are people that are engaged in a fight. They understand then there's safety there. What happened to Bushnevich on Monday where he's down on the ice and he's getting pummeled by a guy that's bigger than him, hitting somebody that is defenseless, that's the violence that you're trying to get rid of. And, and the lack of accountability because fighting's going away, the lack of accountability by the NHL not suspending Wilson leads to the frontier justice that you saw last night. The NHL should be held responsible for what had taken place last night where you go to watch a game, it's on national television. Later on in that contest, there were seven, eight minutes of continuous play. You saw T.J. Oshie get a hat trick two days after his father dies at 56 of Alzheimer's. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about silly fighting to start a game because the league dropped the ball and suspending Wilson, and that's why they felt like they had to get their pound of flesh. But, Don, at first I thought, I thought player safety, they did drop the ball, but then I started thinking about it last night. I'm curious what the ratings were. That's why, I mean, look, the NHL comes out with this huge package. They don't give a fine or suspension to Tom Wilson. How many people were watching that game last night knowing that that was going to happen? Mm. That's almost like marketing collateral one-on-one, Don. You could look at it that way, and I don't know how Allen feels about it because I've always heard that whole thing. People watch NASCAR for crashes, right? People watch hockey for fights. This, This sport is actually grown away from that dinosaur Neanderthal 70s, 80s, and has gotten better because it's a a great skill game that should be on display. I don't know necessarily on a daily basis that people want to see fighting as opposed to the actual action and the fun and the shots and all that. Don, I'll tell but you you're who right. wants the to see it, The same reason people watch Yankees-Astros to see how the fans yeah, have react. Exa- I do think the there casual- are isolated times where that does – create the buzz but it shouldn't be the norm the parachute fans Donnie, that's exactly it the jay's point was was perfect because that's literally what happened here is you got just like the yankees astros that first game just to see what are the fans gonna do the same thing here you see this story you see the highlights of wilson doing that what he was doing to panarin as well just flipping him onto his head on the ice and then you realize then you see the fine and you're like five grand like oh my god something's yeah. gonna happen and I know you said yesterday on your show that you didn't think they were going to do anything, but you had to know, knowing the history of the sport, oh, there's definitely, they're going to send out goons or send out their guys, and they're going to know you've got to get something done here. Keep this in mind, too. This is from Elias. So they had 12 combined fighting majors within the first five minutes of the game. There's not been a game in the last 40 years with as many as 12 fighting penalties in the first five minutes. And the last game with 12-plus fighting penalties in the entire first period 1989, Blackhawks Maple Leafs when they were 13. Yeah. So it's been that long. It's just a different sport right now. But I, I was, you know, I, I got to admit, I was surprised that that you had that take yesterday, that you didn't think that they were going to do anything. I wasn't sure because they didn't do anything the entire third period on Monday. Hmm. You know, and 
And that and I and I do think there are a lot of people, all right, talking around the garden uh, that apparently at Rooney went right down the the Capitals bench to say, "All right, we're going, you're going," like they, just organizing the whole thing. <laughs> that there was a lot of frustration <laughs> about what happened earlier in the day when yeah. their general manager and their president was fired. Yeah. It, it, so I think that really spurred on because there's a lot of feeling that. Jim Dolan let those guys go, John Davidson, Jeff Gordon, because there was a lack of response on Monday. See, that's why, listen, nobody expects to see you know six fights in the first four minutes and 14 seconds. I, I thought Smith would drop the gloves. There'd be something. And really, what did Wilson do? He got into a fight, ended up leaving the game with an upper body injury. So I don't know how much they got their pound of flesh against Wilson itself. But, you know, you, you build these things up, and then they end up disappointing. And I, I thought that was, was going to be what happened. But... I think with the firings earlier in the day, I think the, the, the statement is that this is something we're going to have to try to do. And, you know, we see Strom get into a fight. He can fight, but he's not a fighter. You know, the Rangers don't have a Paros. They don't have a Probert, right? They don't have a Reeves. They don't, they don't have uh, guys that can play that type of way. But, you know, it was I was pleasantly surprised that some guys actually thought outside the box and said sometimes you've got to do something that maybe isn't necessarily your – your ballywick to be able to do what is right for the moment. So I, I think they ended up doing the right thing. It maybe went on a little bit too long, but then we got back to a hockey game and, you know, hopefully it's now over. But, you know, still, what is the league going to do the next time these things happen so the players don't have to take it into their own hands the way it happened last night? Don McGregor, co-host of the Michael K. Show, 98.7 ESPN, joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Uh, Don, what did you make of – uh, Mark Messier's comments about the Rangers and how they were built with a lack of an enforcer. I I, I understand in in the um, wide angle his opinion on that, but I think Allen will admit that finding guys like that um, is not. It's easier said than done. I mean, Tom Wilson's a special guy because he can be that way and be kind of a physical instigator, I wouldn't call him a forcer, but an instigator, and go out there and score 20 goals and play on a top line. It's a very rare thing. The league doesn't have a lot of guys like that. They are the youngest team in the NHL, okay, the youngest, and they've got nothing but a bunch of kids, and they're building towards the way this game is played now. And the way it is in the NHL is if I'm going to have a guy that's going to be that enforcer, he's not going to play a lot of minutes. I'm trying to build a team that's going to hmm. score goals. I think Mark was thinking more old school, but they were still in the building process. We're still they're still adding those pieces, and there's nothing to say that they would not have acquired that guy or, or built that guy in the next few years. They sent the letter out back uh, three Februarys ago saying we're going to rebuild. Slow and steady wins the race, and now in the midst of that, major changes are made um, because they don't have. That, that physical presence, I, I still think Gordon and, and J.D. would have been able to find that at some point down the road or groom that at some point down the road, and, and they didn't get that opportunity. So I think I, I think Mark is talking more old school when those players are readily available and that style you know, works. Um, I'm not really sure that in this day and age th- that is as easily said as done. Don, funniest thing you said today is kicking off the segment. You said, you know, there, there's violence in hockey. There, there's violence in football, you know, in basketball. Like, yeah, that's no. a foul in basketball. Yeah, yeah, no. There's not violence in basketball. No, no, no. We got no, a lot of big tough guys. We have loaded that on. You know, the NBA this has gotten away from it too. But you grew up watching, you know, guys like Charles Oakley. Oh yeah, Mason. Yeah, there was a physical presence. And you're right; it's a different sport. Jeff Ruland. Yes, that 
But, hey, listen, what did Pat Riley say back in the day? No easy layups, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to have an easy layup, put them in the third row. Mm-hmm. Like, that mentality of nothing is going to come easy. I miss that. But you're not playing with a stick, right? You're not playing with equipment that a lot of times, Jay, can act as a weapon. You know, when I've got a helmet and I've got shoulder pads, that allows me now to throw my body as hard as I can into someone that's twice as as small as me into the boards and then have to be held accountable for that. The way the sport is built is that you need those outlets because if you don't uh, drop the gloves and have at it, then what's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen is I'm going to take my stick and club you over the head. And is that good? Is that, you know, I had, we had callers yesterday say, you know, Tom, somebody should break Tom Wilson's neck. Somebody yeah. should take this stick well, and break his wrist. Crazy. Nobody yeah, wants that, to see that. That's, that's not yeah, what it should be about. I don't want to see nobody with no stick, no. nor do I want to see people getting their head pounded into concrete ice. A block I of ice. I don't right. want to see that. Exactly. That's I don't want to see, I don't wanna see somebody the... fall on their head because you took a swing at them and hit them in the right spot and they fell and hit their head on the ice. I, I just don't, Don, it doesn't make sense that in the NFL, if that happened, that player is suspended. Like, it's not even a question. That player is suspended. Right? You saw what happened. You swing a helmet and uh, what uh, the incident. Miles Garrett. Miles Ma- Garrett and, uh, and, and Mason Rudolph. I mean, that was like, look at that incident there. It was a major incident. Talked about it, suspended. We've seen this highlight over and over again of a defenseless player with his head down on the ice just getting pummeled, and then the next right. guy getting flipped onto his head and then ragdolled around. Well, and it's like five grand, see you next game. Five, what five the grand, hell is that? Five grand in the NHL, but Kyrie says I don't want to talk to the media, and I got to write a check for that. Thank you. I talked about that last night. But you know what? You know the word in the statement that has to be emphasized when he was fined the $5,000, guys? Maximum. <laughs> The maximum allowed because well, listen, that's your we're all we're all members of unions, right? Yep. You guys are in unions. I'm in a union. All right. This is where the unions end up being really bad for sports because how do you negotiate a deal where the union says you're not allowed to find my player more than five thousand dollars? Well, what union would protect that player but not the player who's? Injured? But that's what that's exactly. what happens, right? Same thing happened in baseball. Yep. Rob Manfred could not suspend the Astros. Tell him, Don. Because of the union. So what he does, he, he ignores it. So those guys go unpunished. The guys that are not in unions lose their job. Preach. But the guys in unions. Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire in baseball. He keeps his job because of the union. Get him. Right? Uh, I want unions to protect me too. But why don't they protect everyone? And then you let the one bad apple ruin everything else. So Tom Wilson gets protected by his union. But Panarin and Bushnevich, who are in the same union, don't get protected. Angel Hernandez gets protected by his union. He brings down all of the other umpires who do their job and who are competent. They end up getting victimized. Oh, umpires stink. Baseball's a joke because they protect the one guy. So I'm not trying to be anti-union, guys, but the union's supposed to protect everybody. Not just the one single person. Not the star player. Not the one person that went out of his mind on the ice protect everyone and that's the problem can't find them more than five thousand dollars well if i suspect you know everybody said throw them out of the league good luck throwing them out of the league what would happen if gary bedman threw tom wilson out of the league what would the union do yeah, union would get it would reduced appeal. to a one game suspension that's what they would do <laughs> right they would they would appeal that's what they would do and then they would say sorry to the guys that he hurt which is always the biggest problem that and more everybody you can hear on the michael k show on 98.7 espn 
in New York. Donnie, great stuff. Okay, Thanks, Donnie, man. Donnie, I hear you with that fire today. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> and I'm usually asleep at this time. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, my man. Don LaGreca on Thanks. the Goodyear Hotline. Coming up, almost perfect, but still a legend forever. That's coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. <laughs> Is it? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Two flyouts for Crawford in the game. The wind first pitch. A swing, a line drive. It is caught by the shortstop, Urias. And John Meads has done it in Seattle. He has thrown a no-hitter as the Orioles take down the Mariners 6 to nothing. That was on ESPN 630. John Means with a no-hitter. Orioles beat the Mariners 6 nothing. He retired all 27 batters he faced but did allow a base runner when Sam Haggerty reached on a third-strike wild pitch in the third inning, so no perfect game. According to Elias, it's the first, stay with me, non-perfect no-hitter in Major League Baseball history that had no walks, no hit-by-pitches, and no errors. It was also the first individual no-hitter for the Orioles since 1969. Yeah, that'd be Jim Palmer. That's not the longest active streak without an individual no-hitter in baseball. On the ice, the Rangers not only took care of business, at least fighting-wise, against the Capitals last night. Before the game, they fired President John Davidson and GM Jeff Gordon. They did so and promoted Chris Drury to team president and GM, effective immediately. Drury's a former Ranger player. He'd received interest from other teams to be general manager over the past two years, but turned them down to remain as New York's associate GM under Davidson and Gordon. The Knicks agree in principle with Aluka. But not that Luca, another Luca, Luca Vildoza. 
It's a four-year deal, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, he's 25 years old. He's from Argentina, but he's been a star in the Spanish ACB League. The Knicks had the salary cap space to add and the roster spot to get ahead of free agency, so they secured Valdosa now. No clear timetable, of course, on his arrival for this season. Sports Center, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Time for some Straight Talk, cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run of the ninth, good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. John Means, he is tasting it now. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know how to put it into words. One out away. A swing, a line drive. It is caught by the shortstop, Marias. And John Means has done it in Seattle. He has thrown a no-hitter. I never thought it would happen. To be able to get to this point, I never really thought I'd be here. The only thing between John Means and a perfect game was a strikeout that was scored a wild pitch. It's fine. It happens to everybody. As long as I'm playing this game, I'm happy. A day that John Means will never forget. Hugs all around. Means has done it. Keyshaw makes a great point. It actually doesn't <laughs> happen to everybody. <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a special moment, certainly. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's a rarity in the sport. And when it happens, you marvel at it and how close he came even to the perfect game, which is even more rare. Uh, it's an incredible story. Let's talk to Tim Kirshen, who right now joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Tim, why was this so special? For the Orioles, obviously we know why for means, but why for the Orioles? Well, they haven't had an individual no-hitter since Jim Palmer in 1969. That was 52 years ago. But more important, John Means has established himself as the ace of this team. And as the team rebuilds, they have to rebuild around as many good players as they can. And Means has been just about as good as any pitcher in the American League this year. He has a tremendous changeup. Yesterday, he threw a first pitch strike to 26 out of the 27 batters he faced. That is remarkable. He struck out 12. There was only one hard hit ball. And it's just another reminder with our really good pitchers today. When you throw 94 miles an hour and you have a spectacular changeup like he does, it makes you almost unhittable. And he was basically unhittable yesterday. Tim, where does this uh, means no, no, no rank amongst the greats since he only faced 27 batters and the lone guy on a wild pitch was advanced? Well, we've never seen that game before in Major League history. There's never been a no-hitter in which nobody reached base on a walk, a hit batter, or an error. So, But people are wondering, why is this not a perfect game? Well, Somebody reached base. A mistake was made in this game. Call it a wild pitch or a pass ball. These are the rules. It can't be a perfect game if there was somebody on first base like that. So that's why this one was unique. We've never seen anything like this in baseball history. Uh, But that was as close to perfection as you can get without allowing a hit, a walk, an error, or a hit batter. Tim, Willie Mays turns 90. What should people know about Willie? Well, he's the greatest player I've ever seen. And anyone my age, 64, would probably tell you the same thing. And I think after Babe Ruth, he's the greatest player of all time. You have to remember when he came up, 
as a 20-year-old in 1951. The game had never seen anybody like him, an athlete like him. He was the greatest combination of power, speed, and defense that the game had ever seen. And I think 70 years later, he is still precisely that. Tony Perez told me he's the greatest base runner I've ever seen. Orlando Cepeda told me he had the greatest throwing arm he's ever seen, better even than Roberto Clemente. And, of course, he had 660 homers, and when he retired, he had the 29th most stolen of all time. He was the absolute complete package. He was a 12-time Gold Glove winner. That's the most Gold Gloves of anyone in the 500 Home Run Club. I'm telling you, for people like me who saw him play in the mid-60s, we were mesmerized watching him play. I've never seen anybody like him. And 70 years after he made his uh, debut, I still haven't seen anybody quite as good as Willie Mays. Tim, Tony La Russa has been a great manager throughout his career. He's got the White Sox in first place, right, as he's returned uh, to managing. But something happened yesterday uh, that is certainly a head-scratcher in a one nothing loss in extra innings. Uh, he admitted that he didn't know about some of the rules of the new rules, of course, when it comes to extra innings. Take a listen to what he said after the game, this question and answer. I wasn't aware that a brief could run. I thought it had to be the guy who made the last out or that spot. In the order. So what he's referencing is that, that he didn't know that he didn't have to use the closer there. Can you explain how a manager, even a guy of Tony Lewis's stature or even a bench coach, wouldn't know this rule? Well, it's an obscure rule, but every manager has to know the rule. And if I know the rule, then the manager should know the rule. But it's a little tricky when you don't want a pitcher running there. So we had that in a game earlier this year where you take the guy before. So Tony La Russa needs to know that rule. He understands it now. I think we need to give him a little bit more time. He's taken a lot of time away from the game. And I don't think anyone would worry about any of this if the White Sox were playing a little bit better. But with all their injuries, they've had some troubles here. But um, it's a new rule, and Tony didn't know it. I'm not sure how he didn't know that, but he knows it now. I've got to ask you the Yankee question. They're playing a lot better of late. But Giancarlo Stanton has been on fire. Is this is he, is he showing us something, or is this just typical when he's healthy, he's going to do this? But the question is, can he stay healthy? Yes, as always, that's the big question. But this is the best I've seen him swing the last two weeks since his days when he won the MVP with the Marlins. He's hitting over 300. He's slugging almost 600. He hits the ball harder than any man on the face of the earth right now. But more important, we did a game the other night. He got four hits in the game and didn't strike out at five at-bats, which is always a step forward. And he had two balls to the opposite field. One, of course, went 115 miles an hour. <laughs> um, but when he starts to use the whole field and when he starts to swing the bat well and not try to pull everything, uh, he's a really effective player. And if this is the Stanton that the Yankees traded for a few years ago, it's been a long wait, but, man, he is red hot right now. No doubt about it. Tim, thanks so much for your time. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. All right, Tim Kirchin on the Goodyear Hotline. Take it or shake it coming up next. One very confident college football coach who has to face Nick Saban in Alabama at least once next year. That is next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's get into it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And now Evan takes over for but a little you, take it or shake it. But you know how this game is played, right? Yeah. He says take it. No, no, we got it, it right. You, you okay. describe it every one? time. But we got it. It. No, we got well, it right. Well, we screwed it up for about six months, seven months straight. Well, whose fault was that? The guy that's about to lead the segment. Yes, uh, that is correct. Evan. What'd I do? Hi, Evan. <laughs> what I do? So, Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher took a playful shot at Alabama coach Nick Saban during an appearance at the Houston Touchdown Club on Wednesday. He said, we are going to bleep, we are going to beat his bleep when he's there, don't worry, when asked if Texas A&M will finally beat Alabama. So, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M will beat Nick Saban in Alabama. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! Shake, shake it! Shake that. Man, the dude is on for a lifetime. He didn't learn anything. Nick Saban <laughs> taught him a lot, but he didn't teach him how to beat him. He didn't give him that. Well, you he also, didn't give him that. A&M's never going to have the amount of talent that Alabama You guys is. are no. saying that A&M is never, they're never, never. going, ever, never. ever, never, no, never going to beat, ever, ever. beaten them before. I know, but, but you're saying it's but, never going to happen. Not with Saban there. Not with, right. not with. Uh, Jimbo Fisher as the head coach, but they beat him before right, they with, beat Johnny him with Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Okay, they beat him with so Johnny Manziel. It's possible. Let's just calm down with never. Yeah, and then That's in a terms of the, and then in terms of the talent, they recruit some of the same. It's pretty comparable in terms of recruiting. You got to just Nick Saban. It's Nick Saban. Dealt. How about a, <laughs> how about the assistants of Nick Saban are zero and twenty four against him? Mm. He takes a little personal. I mean, I like that. Yeah, you you talk about Nick Saban zero and twenty four. Think about. Bill Belichick, his assistants, when they go up against him, that, that record's pretty positive on Belichick's side, too. Yeah, he's yeah. only one guy that's had success. Right? Well, two, I guess you could say now. But Rabel's the one guy that really has emerged. I mean, he right? beat him with a bad team. Yeah. Speaking of the Browns, where Bill Belichick used to coach, the Browns will make the AFC championship game. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake that. Shake that. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll – they're going to be better, but I don't smell or sense that they're going to be playing Kansas City or New England in the AFC Championship game. You just put New England 
in it. Yeah, yeah, championship. Buff- Buffalo? 100%. Buffalo? Not, not Buffalo. Yeah. No? You're nah. putting New England. Absolutely. I'll, I'll put Cleveland in before I put New England in. Okay. But I would just say, yeah, getting there would mean they'd have to get through either the Chiefs or Buffalo. They're yeah. not doing either. Y'all sleeping on that team in the Northeast. Oh, we are in the Northeast. Huh? Yes, we are. We were That's where we reside and we live. That's, yeah. You guys, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Take It or Shake is brought to you by Granger. Uh, I'm sure we're going to ask this question about 15 times between now and the end of the football season. This will be Mike McCarthy's last season as Cowboys head coach. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake that. Shake that. They're on to something. They got an offense. Hopefully the quarterback is healthy. They get their offensive line back healthy. Retool. We know what they have at the skill position. They went out and drafted well on the defensive side of the ball. They drafted. Not only did they draft well, they also hired – a pretty good defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. So I think they'll be okay. Let them not make the playoffs. Please. Mm. Just for me. Just because there's Pure nothing better than – value? No, we're going to do it all summer. Here it comes. All summer long, Cowboys retooled that defense. You know what Key was saying? Best teams that helped their QB because what they retooled in the draft on the defense. Okay. How about them you Cowboys? The hmm? You're going to be working in the summer? Yes. Yeah, I know. Hmm. What, what, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. No, I just, Moving on. You, you Moving on. The Packers are the NFC North favorites, even with Jordan Love. Mm. Take it or shake it. Mm-mm. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. I think that. that <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> I think that go. I think that goes to Chicago, if, if or Minnesota, if in fact Aaron Rodgers is in Miami or Denver or Oakland or Las Vegas. I'll go to Chicago, just, Chicago, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just the minute you put Jordan Love behind center, they're a different team, completely different. Just team. look at Jordan Love, though, man. He don't even look confident right now. Who yelled "shake it" like that, though? That's what I want. That was about. great. Who was that? It's fun. Hang on, I want more of it. LeBron won't get out of the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Take it or shake it. Shake it shake twice. It. Shake, shake it. it. Shake it. <laughs> Yes, that is correct. Who was yelling like that? I understand that people want to hate on LeBron and hate on the Lakers and the purple and the gold and our 17 championships. Hour. But we are going we, to get out of the second round because I think LeBron James is, as Alan Hahn likes to say, bubble wrapping in this situation yeah, right now. Yeah, I think. But so does the second round mean like the – because the first round would be the play-in tournament. <laughs> You're hey, a front runner, Jay. This I can't is, even how am I a front runner? Uh, this is a big topic. It's really, you meant third Tonight runner. against the Clippers, tomorrow night against Portland, and they are one game ahead of Portland above the seventh spot. Dangerous times right now for the front Lake runner. Show. How am I a front runner? You just thought I could tell. You, you get so sensitive with everything that happened. Well, Duke is like the Lakers. We not, understand. We're dynasties. I am not we sensitive. Get it. Again, don't sell I am sensitive to our listeners. But I feel because like you they, are sensitive. No, I'm not. You just be spitting out the it's propaganda too, 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 too much. Sensitive. <laughs> just a little, huh? Anthony Edwards, guys, is the NBA Rookie of the Year. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. So who would be? <laughs> LaMelo. LaMelo Ball. Okay. He's back. He's playing. He's got a team that's actually in the playoffs. Yes. And, and the reason I said who will be, because I kind of had this conversation with Jay earlier in the year in Zubin about. Stop it. What you mean? What happened? Stop. Go ahead. Finish your statement. About, about what? him I wasn't becoming in that the face of the league who? at some point in time. If it, he's young, at the face of the league at some point in time, not necessarily in Charlotte. Maybe he moves to a bigger city and a bigger team like we see with stars in the NBA, 
and he becomes this Lamelo. Yes, he'll be a Laker before it's all said and done. Lamelo Ball will play for the Lakers at some point in his career, probably, and he become or the Knicks, and he no, becomes Lakers. the Allen. face of the league. Will Lamelo Ball become the face of the league? Zion, well, not, face not means Zion, one face. Yeah, not while Zion. Face in means the one league. face. Yeah. One person. Yeah, not while Zion's in the league. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. But he will be with the Lakers, and that will decide is Zion still with the Pelicans, or did he decide to move to New York with R.J. Barrett? Then that changes the conversation. We'll revisit this from L.A. when we're in L.A. We'll revisit this. Perfect. I like what you did there. I got one more, but first I got to tell you, Take It or Shake is brought to you by Granger. We're in L.A. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Guys, going to a barber is not the same as going to the barber shop. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Going to a a barber. Say that again. So Alan says he goes to the barber. That's not the same as going to the barber shop. It's not the same. Where would a barber work? Shake it. Where would a barber work? A barber works in a barber shop, thus being a barber. It was the tonality in which you said barber. I don't get it. You said barber? No, it, it, a, a barber what? is different. A barber, <laughs> How did I say that? As I said to you before, Alan, yeah, a yeah. barber shop entails a lot of different things. What do you want when you go to a barber shop? You just want your hair cut. Yeah. When you go to our barber shop. You might get some collard which, greens. Which you means. Might get some yams. Food, which means. Some cornbread. Yes, you might. What? What kind of barber shops you go to? You go to salons. I'm trying to tell you. I don't go to a salon. How dare you? No, at our barber shops, you can get a lot of different things. If you're hungry, you don't have to worry about lunch because there's probably somebody within 100 yards of selling something, whether it's barbecue or some sort of sandwich. Yeah. DVDs, bootleg DVDs, all that. DVDs. Like I said, you can buy anything. Candy, little kids selling candy for the school, allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was one of those, so I know. Hey, it's for the school. It's for the school. (laughs) For my pocket. money. I mean, I was one of those kids. Who hadn't been one of those kids? I mean, like, come on, Alan. Seriously, this no, I yeah, no, you're right I know about that's that, why. I but I'm, go I'm, to I'm, a salon. Can, see, I no, I don't go to a salon, but I really want to experience this barbershop you're talking about. You've now. never been to, and what we would say it's called Can basically I, a black barbershop. We sell have everything. You ever seen barbershop the movie? Yeah, we but, even well, can get but, you some tires while you're there if you need them for your car. I need to go. They clean though. 